All right, here we are, another episode of Keo Conversations. My name is Mark Champagne, and it is my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game, personally and professionally. I am pumped to share this conversation with all of you with Pilar. She is truly committed to creating art that shifts global culture. She's worked alongside actor greats such as Jennifer Aniston, Christian Slater, and Patricia Arquette, to name a few. She also has a robust television career, which began with an appearance on Medium, then continued with appearances on Scandal, Grey's Anatomy, Criminal Minds, NCIS, to name a few. Um, And you can also join Pilar for Happy Hour every other week on her food show, LA Happy, which she hosts and produces with her best friend. She just really provided a great perspective on, you know, what it took and what it continues to take to navigate the entertainment industry. And I think there are just so many great practices and perspectives that she shared that we can all leverage no matter what industry we're working in. Um, or where we're at in life. So enjoy this conversation and have the absolute best day yet. So Pilar, I mean, the first question that all guests get on this show is the same, and I love to hear your answer to this, and it's, it's a bit of a loaded one. It's who are you or what really defines you as a person as we sit here today? Oh, well, those are two different questions. Uh, I was ready for the who are you, but what defines me as a person? I mean, I was going to say, like, who am I? I mean, I'm just, I'm energy. I'm light. I am a goddess. I am uh, part of the divine. And what defines me is um, being able to connect, being Mm. open and being able to connect with my surroundings, being able to connect with my, my fellow, my fellow, uh, um, other dwellers, whether it's animals or people or just the plants. I I actually talk to my plants. I have names in my house, Uh, but, but just, um, I'm, uh, I'm very empathetic. I'm an, I'm, I'm an empath for sure. And so I think what defines me is just, yeah, my connection my openness. And have you always like, is this something that you've evolved into or have yes. you always had this, this level of connection? No, I have okay. not always had this level of connection. If somebody tells me that they've always had that level of connection, I, I'd be like, tell me about it. Sure. <laughs> you, came, you came out knowing this. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's been, it's been work. It's been a lot of work. It's, it's very rewarding work, but it yeah. is work to get to, and, and there's still more, I'm not saying I'm done by any means. Of course. Has there, was there a shift though, at one point in your life, like when, um, cause I mean, I even know for myself personally that, you know, there were a few definitely moments that catapulted me into this, this type of thinking, or at least how I would define myself. Um, I'm just wondering for, for you, I mean, I know a little bit about your background we'll, and we'll get into that shortly, but you know, what, what kind of led you down, down this path of, uh, I always want to say it seems like you're very self-aware as well. Yeah, I, it's for me. I it's transformational work is what I call it. Okay. Um, what I've uh, the programs and the you know courses and things that I've taken. It's it's just what I would sum it up to is transformational work, life mm-hmm. transformational work. 
Um, and God, I guess there, there's three things that I'm thinking that pretty much led me to putting in the work. Um, I was married before and, um, I pretty much, (laughs) I'm reading these books right now on relationships because I didn't know what I was doing at all with relationships. Um, so I'm discovering now like how to look at relationships, but pretty much what I did was what I thought I was supposed to do and what kind of we've been programmed to do in society is you find a partner, a man, a woman, whatever you find a partner looks good on paper. Uh, they seem to treat you well. Then the man I, you know, met seemed to dote on me and wanted, you know, he traveled and he was very sweet. Um, and he was good on paper and finances were in order and, started planning, you know, okay, we're going to get married next. So we're supposed to, now we're going to buy a house. And then kids were starting to come into uh, the picture. We were supposed to start having kids the last year that I left. Um, and I was, I feel like I was, um, sleepwalking through my life. Hmm. I was kind of numbed out. Also, it, it kind of, I let it get there because I was, I didn't realize it, but it ended up being a very emotionally, um, mentally abusive relationship. Okay. And I I was reading articles on this too. Like you don't realize it, it like like chips away at you. And then eventually you're like, how did I get here? But it was a gradual process of what it ended up being, which was in the end, very just like I was, I was a shell. I was, I was numb. I wasn't even present in my life anymore. Um, so that, for some reason, I woke up and uh, I guess, I mean, I'll just be authentic and honest. What woke me up is another man. I didn't cheat on my husband. I didn't leave my husband for another man. But like I saw someone uh, looked at me in a certain way and it sparked a life back into me, mm, which I, I hadn't felt. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how long. And I I was spiraling. I was drinking on the job. I was just like numbing out. I didn't know how to take care of myself or be happy. I, um, ended up divorcing my husband and I ended up dating another man, but I, I was trying to fill, I was still trying to fill another person, have another person fill me up. And I was desperate for love. I was desperate for someone to love me and to fill me and to feel that like spark from someone else rather than finding the spark within myself and giving it to myself. So that was the second thing that that relationship led me into. I was, I was, I finally, I had a friend, I had dated a few people and she actually, which what this, this is part of it, but she actually told me, she goes, I get sad watching you because you, you're desperate. Hmm. And I never wanted anybody to look at me as desperate, you know? Um, but I was so desperate for a man's love and attention. So that kind of woke me up. And also what was happening during that time frame after a few dating years, um, I started abusing drugs because I was, I was out partying and trying to find whether it was a man or whether it was, uh, people in the atmosphere, like something to make me feel alive. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what made me start the journey of the self-awareness and transformational work was pretty much hitting rock bottom, which was going down the rabbit hole. Um, and I was abusing cocaine. And for me, it was not a good drug. It spiraled me into very dark 
holes that were very hard to crawl out of. It would take, it would take some time. Um, and there were thoughts, there were kind of like, I'm never, I've never been the person to really be like, I'm going to commit suicide, but there was suicidal thoughts in a way. Like, sure. I don't even, what's the point? I don't even want to be here. What's happening? What is this life? Did so that terrify that, you when they were coming up like that? Or were you just so numbed out? <laughs> no, it, it would, it, cause I was, I was a little bit more awake now. Okay. Um, not, not to the point where I am at this moment, yeah. but um, it did scare me. It did scare me. I mean, it was very emotional. I'd cry and I, I, for two, like 48 hours after a binge, you know, I would, it was, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. Um, and then there was a really bad weekend and, and it, I, that was when I went to my cousin's house and I didn't know what to do with myself. And she sat with me for a whole afternoon and, um, she's the one that told me about this first program that I took, uh, which was called Mastery and Transformational Training, where I, um, and I was a little resistant to it. And I, even when I went to it, I was like, oh, what is this? But um, once I released control and opened myself to seeing what it was, that's, that's when the journey really started. Well, thank you so much for being so open and vulnerable in, in just starting this off because I mean, and you know this, there's, there's so many people, right. That fall into a situation like this, that, you know, I, I can only hope this, this conversation will help, right. Someone that may be in it now, um, and, and trying to find that path forward, right. Out of that, that scenario. So thank you. There's fear. No, you're welcome. I mean, there's definitely fear of people. It's hard to change. And also for, I hate to say this, but for women too, they feel like it's, it's hard, it's hard for a woman, woman to make their way sure. still. Um, and the financials, like my, my ex-husband, he was the breadwinner. He was the one that had more money, you know? Yeah. And even when I was divorcing, I had an uncle was like, well, you better get some alimony, you know? And (laughs) he's like, because it's going to be hard for you. And I'm like, well, first of all, I didn't, I didn't take alimony because I didn't think, I didn't think that was respectful. I didn't, um, I was the one that wanted out of the marriage and he, he wasn't quite aware of the abuse he was causing and mm-hmm. the harm he was and, and the inner bruises he was, he was causing, but I don't want to ruin someone's life and make them pay for me to live Sure. <laughs> when, yeah, there's no children involved. And it's like, why, why do I deserve for him to be giving me money every month? Um, and going to cause so much stress and angst in his life. So him to survive Yeah. and where I can be a powerful, strong woman who can do it on my own. And figure it out. Of course, of course. And we're just so we can provide a bit of context as well, just on the work side of things. I mean, where were you at in in that world? From from my, you know, just from my research, I know you spent a lot of time in hospitality and in mm-hmm. the culinary world, which is um, mm-hmm. a lot to do, I imagine, with your family. Uh, and then obviously, you're uh, an awesome actress as well. In Thank some, you. Um, some amazing titles that many of the listeners would recognize, like The Scandals of the World and NCIS mm-hmm. and Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, movie. I just watched actually the one with Jennifer Aniston and, and um, Adam Sandler. Um, what was that called again? Murder Mystery. Yeah, Murder Mystery. I just saw that actually a few weeks ago. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so where were you at on that whole journey and, 
you know, you're, you're, it seems like you're still in that world, obviously. And you're, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you're feeling at least on the outside looking in, I mean, especially looking at the social profiles and whatnot. Um, there's just a, a beautiful energy coming off of, of your work and you as a, as a human being. So I'd love Thank to, you. I'd love to get to that, but, but back us up yeah. a bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, I do feel like with, with the transformational work, it has changed the way I look at every aspect of my life. So I am, I am, uh, gracious and I have gratitude towards everything. Mm-hmm. Um, cause actually Mark, I, I still wait tables right now. Sure. Um, there was a couple years where I was doing really well. And that's the other thing with anybody who's listening to getting into acting. It is, there is some, it, it's, it's, there's not a lot of stability sure. <laughs> in, in Hollywood. And I did have a couple of great years and I had a couple of national commercials running and the money was like, woo, it's rolling in. But also what I didn't know because I didn't know <laughs> was how to handle my finances and how to be responsible and which I'm taking a course next month on that. I get to, I get to tackle finances now and figuring that out. So I probably, you know, could have done better with figuring out how to make sure that I can sustain. So that's one thing to make sure people like when money starts running in, uh, coming in, don't, don't run out to go spend it all. Um, but when you're younger too, you just, uh, you don't really know, or unless you've really have been, taught by your parents or people around you to really how to manage that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yes. And the other thing is uh, as an actor, things that, yeah, there's instability. One year is great. The next year you don't have anything going on. So it also, it's always good to have some kind of income in, coming in. So I know a lot of actors that have other jobs, whether it's real estate, whether it's doing accounting or taxes or whatever it is, because until you're really, like a series regular on a show for a couple years, mm-hmm. you, you want to kind of have something else coming in because it's just, it's just smart Yeah, of you course. Know, to make, to make sure there's just always some kind of incoming. I mean, I even have a friend that's a writer who's like, has a lot of stuff going on with writing, but she's quite, I'm not quite sure what's going on at the moment. And she's thinking of going back and just waiting tables for a few nights a week, just cause it feels good to have something coming in at times. <laughs> there, there is like there, for, I totally understand that. I mean, there I think a little bit of certainty or stability is is very much appreciated in, in life that we don't really value as, as much as we probably think, you know? Yeah, and I'm not above that either. And I'm not above like getting to go in and still pursue my dreams. Mm-hmm. Like I have a lot going on in my life. I'm producing a food show, producing a short film that's going to be amazing and beautiful. And I'm so proud of all the work that the whole team has been putting into it it's in post-production. Okay. I have these movies coming out. I have another uh, scene in a movie coming out in a Noah Baumbach's movie this this year with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Like things have been great in my career and I am grateful and it's progressively moving upward. I'm taking steps constantly. Sure. And, um, it's just, Oh God, I lost my train of thought. Where was I, Mark? Well, just, just having that, that certain element of, of stability. Yeah. Just, just having it because, um, yeah, I have, I have things I, I'm, I'm pretty much producing and executive producing and paying other people too, until, until I figure out how I'm making the money back. So it, it is just like, what am I? Oh, I was saying that I'm the, the gratitude, even for waiting tables, that yeah. I'm able to pursue my dreams and go to work and make a pretty good living still waiting tables 
with people that I enjoy working with. And I get to also now like try to collaborate with a community so that I get to have a ripple effect and make someone else's day because maybe they don't get to always have this experience of going to a nice Beverly Hills restaurant sure. or on a date or with their family. Like we're creating these experiences for people to also enjoy life. So I also think of it as it is another, I just read somewhere who was somebody wrote, um, I think it was Bonham Carter uh, that said something about um, like life is just art, how you make your tea, how you get dressed, like it's all art. So I'm actually creating, I would say I'm creating art at the restaurant. We get to, we're creating these experiences for people. Well, totally. And it's, I mean, anyone that's in, I've, I've been in this as well. I mean, I spent about I think five to seven years um, in the culinary world at one point. I mean, there's just, it's, it's connection. I mean, there's just so much to absorb mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. being around people like that. And like you said, creating an experience or an art that can be transferred to so many different areas of life. Right. So I'm curious how, mm-hmm. have you noticed that in your, in your acting world, has that uh, any of those skills kind of transferred o- over or vice versa? Oh, well, honey, I think it's like, there's the, the phrase, of course, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Sure. So yeah, I go 110 at the restaurant. Like I used to get complimented all the time. Uh, oh my God, you're you're the best server I've ever had. Like you're the best. Like I had a friend who was like, she's like, you, and I'm like, which is great. It's not my life aspiration, but I appreciate it because that's what I do in every part of my life. And I don't know if it's just because of how I grew up in a restaurant. My grandparents owned a couple of Mexican restaurants and I grew up working in them as well. So it's probably a work ethic, cultural thing as well, sure. but, or just how my mother raised me to always work hard. Um, she always had us doing chores and everything. Like we had to, there was things to do. Um, and we didn't get away with it. So I do feel like I take into whether it's the restaurant, whether it's the acting, whether it's the producing. Um, I don't want to say perfectionism anymore because I used to call myself a perfectionist, but then sometimes that gives that limits possibilities. That gives no room for uh, growth and collaboration. Hmm. I love that. And when did, when and how did LA happy come up? So LA happy came up from the restaurant that I work at in Beverly Hills. My girlfriend, uh, Katina, uh, my business partner, uh, she and I worked together and we enjoyed going out a lot together. We would, um, go to happy hours or after sure. work, you know, when we work lunch shifts or anything like that. And she's a writer and actress as well. And she and I were one day, she'd been doing sketches with different people. And then of course I was just always a booking work on, you know, TV and commercial. And we, we decided, we're like, how can we work together? What can we do together? Cause I'm not really a writer. I wouldn't consider myself a writer. I have ideas and I would love to have other people like with the short film I did somebody else write it. I acted in it and I produced it, but, okay. um, so we were like, let's just, what about like food? Cause her husband's a chef. She loves the culinary world. She's been in restaurants her whole life as well. And we just enjoy it, enjoy drinking, enjoy eating. So we're like, let's just, it just kind of was just like, well, let's just film us like kind of doing a review of like some food and drinks. And then it just, it just it kept growing and it keeps growing. <laughs> I love it. So what I have to ask you, what is the cocktail of choice? What's the go-to for you? Go to for me, my, my, like I have two, um, I, pref- I my, my two preferences are either a maker's Manhattan up or a, uh, Hendrix Negroni. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mine is, mine is the Manhattan 
for sure. Yeah, the Manhattan. Yeah. Beautiful. Can't get into the Negronis. I don't know. No. There's something about the, the bitter. Yeah. Something about it. The ginger aspect, I think. I, I like I like the bitter. I yeah. like the Campari. Totally. And that's what I like about the Manhattan too, is like the bitters that goes into it as okay. well um, as the whiskey. But. <laughs> of course, of course. So, okay. So you're, you're obviously, you've got a lot going on, a lot of different tracks kind of running in, in, in your life from a, from a mental standpoint, like what are some of the things that you have found, um, you know, going through this, obviously this, this transformation work, I mean, that I'd imagine has a lot to do with this, but like, what are some things that have been helping you just manage, you know, the, the realism of, life let's just say we all go through all these ups and downs and trying to are juggling a lot of different balls and whatnot so for you what's um what are some go-to practices um what i've been incorporating more uh definitely meditation okay i i start my day like i have a meditation playlist i do believe like the energy and the vibration from songs or sound uh crystal bowls or things like that it does uh create your environment there's like a wavelength we're all energy right and especially like we were talking about earlier with technology Mm -hmm. like there's we don't even see it these energy thing like technology is all around us and it it is i believe making us a little like uh there's so much static in the air it it makes us anxious and then it triggers like fears and it triggers you know all these things yeah so i do believe grounding and calming and meditation is very important in the morning um so how do, how do you do that i'm going to get tactical with you because a lot of people listening here um are looking for ways to start or kind of level up or change their their practice so well i do think it's really hard again like we talked about earlier too is it's hard for people think it's supposed to look a certain way right you yeah. have to sit there for 30 minutes and meditate i started very small again like while I was working on, you know, all, all of my work, uh, I didn't meditate uh, probably like until like a year, year and a half ago. Okay. And I had a friend that like, it kept pushing me cause I never took care of myself. She's like, what are you doing for yourself? How are you, how are you taking care of yourself today? Clark Cause I was always worried about everybody else. That was me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a giver. I'm a kind of like how like that motherly, like, is everybody else? Okay. And I was never, ever focused on myself and my own well being. And that's why I got neglected because I never even knew my own emotional life. Um, cause I never spent time sitting with myself. Yeah. And so I started meditating, even if it was just like for two minutes, whatever you could get, you know, two minutes of sitting there. Um, I do like guided meditation and music. Okay. I do prefer like music as well, but I did start with the guided meditations at first, okay. um, guiding and like the sensory ones. It was like, okay, now feel your arm and feel the, you know, yeah, feel the, the scans the, and stuff. Okay. That body scans. Yeah. yeah. So I started with that. Um, and then eventually I got to a place where I, um, was able to just, I, I did like some, um, mantras and, and, uh, affirmational things. And then I would focus on my breath and mm-hmm. I would do meditation with, um, again, I have like a meditation playlist. Okay. And then most recently this past month, what I've been working on is, uh, have you ever heard of Satanama? No. It's part of like kundalini oh, yoga okay. breath work mantras talk um i'm still learning about it so yeah. i can't I, I i'm learning about it too but i went to this retreat um this beautiful uh, at the beller hotel and the, she taught me satanama which um some people do it for 30 minutes but you can like it's an 11 minute mantra where you pretty much repeat you you speak 
it out and then you whisper it and then you mouth it and then you go back to whispering and then you speak it out again. And it's an 11 minute. I do it through a guided, a guided one as well on YouTube, but, um, that's, that's really been clearing a lot. Do you find you, cause I'm really fascinated with this because something that I've struggled with, especially the last year is just trying things like that, that are a little bit mm-hmm. almost, I almost feel like it's hard to get going. And then you, you, I guess you get kind of in more of like a, almost like a trance state, but I, just the way mm-hmm. you even described it, there's there's, there's a kind of, there's a few steps there, right. That you have to almost think about, but it, then in, in reality though, once you, once you've started it, do you just kind of get into this groove and that's where the benefits lie for you? Uh, for me right now. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I just, I mean, I think trying everything and not everything's going to like, again, no, don't compare yourself to anybody and nothing, nobody's going to be the same and what works for them and what you're able, like what, we all, our brains all work differently. So that might not work for you, but something else might work for you. I've been doing more sound baths, which have been, do you know about sound baths? I've, I've done one, um, crystal bowl experience. So is that the end, but that's about it. But again, like even before we hit record, right? Like five years ago, if had you brought that up, I would have been like, what are you talking about? Sound (laughs) bath, right? There's so many things out there though. It's like, it's a massage for your body yeah. and your mind. It's just like the waves again, like I think sound is, is really important. There was this one meditation where it was like, listen to the sound where it begins and where it ends. Like one time when I was like out, like just meditating in my yard and I would listen to the birds or listen sure. to, and like sound is very important. Um, it's funny though, don't you? Because it's, it's like, and I'm glad you brought it up and we could talk a little bit more about the sound baths. I'd love to hear your experience, but if you really, you know, pull it back. It's like, we all know music in general has a huge effect on us. So we, we put different playlists on different artists on based on moods and all that stuff. But then when you get into these type of things, you know, they're still not there yet in terms of adoption, right? It's like, Oh, this is really weird stuff or, uh, uh-huh. you know, but it's, it, it's all linked back. Right. So why don't you share a little bit about your experience so we can uh, hopefully open up uh, others to, to trying this out. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I, again, when I went to the Bel Air Treehouse, she was telling me, uh, she was teaching, it was a, it was a group of females. Um, and she was saying, it's like, if music is so powerful. Like we're listening, sometimes we don't realize that we're in a car listening to something and it is a mantra. If, if it, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but like, you know, if, if yeah. it's like something about how you're treating a woman or how you're, a woman is like, Oh, I'm going to slap, you know, whatever it, those are becoming ingrained in like, we don't even realize it, yeah. our subconscious and our way of being rather than more positive, uplifting, you know, music. Yeah. Vibrational. Yeah. Music. So what else, what else have you um, implemented or, or brought into your, to your world of practices over the last, I don't know, six to 12 months or so? Anything uh, new um, or interesting? Yeah. I've been doing uh, some uh, recently ecstatic dance. Oh. Do you know what that is? Have you heard of that? I've heard of it, but I've not tried this. Let's chat this out. It's like, it's no alcohol. Okay. Yeah. This is an after There's an episode no- of LA Happy. <laughs> no. <laughs> there are morning ones. I've, I've gone to a few that are called Daybreaker and it's, it's, um, 
it's morning ones. Those are, I've gone to a few of those and they're fun, but I recently found one that was so beautiful and it, um, it was in, it's in the afternoons, like early evening afternoons. And it's just, it was so beautiful. It's just a bunch of people in a room. I think, have you ever read the book, um, the witch of Portobello? No, but I've heard of this. Yeah. Again, it, it talks about starting the day because again, we're all energy. It's all light and energy within us. Um, and, and pretty much the book is about people starting their day with dance and how it can change the trajectory of your day and how the energy moves within you throughout the day. Interesting. Um, yes. So this this other ecstatic dance experience, it, it was in the um, late afternoon and I just there's, there's no talking on the dance floor. Everybody just dances. Everybody just dances barefoot, no alcohol. Kind of reminded me a little bit of the matrix scene. Like when they go back and everybody's just dancing, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it's just like, we're sweaty. It doesn't matter what anybody looks like, what they smell like, what they're wearing. There's no judgment. I, it just made me feel like everybody's inner kid hmm. could just be free. Love that. And what's like, what type of music are they playing? Um, it's the one I went to, she was amazing. Her name was Shiva was the DJ and she mixed in, um, some kind of tribal and middle Eastern stuff also with some like newer hip hop, hop and R and B things in there. It was, I can't even got my, you'll have to go to no, next time you're, I don't know if you guys have them in Canada, but I'm sure that you do somewhere. Yeah. Um, but when you come out to LA, like it, they have them on the first, the group I went to for this one, they have, I know there's a couple of, there's a bunch of groups. Like, I think they are becoming more and more common okay. or I think the circles I'm being a part of too. I'm just becoming more aware of all of, yeah, the, of the things out there in this new community that I'm like tapping into. So, so how long, did, how long do they typically last? This, uh, usually the dancing is like, like three hours, Holy even smoke. the morning, oh, the okay. morning, the morning one is two hours and they all start usually with a meditation okay. and then they end with, um, the one I went to recently ended with like a sound bath and a beautiful, like then everybody circled up and we just like held a bit like what, what they call it is like, we created such a beautiful container and just held the space yeah. to all be with each other. That sounds um, amazing. And, and, yeah. I know. So how did you feel? How did you feel after that? I mean, I was exhausted because I was dancing for three hours. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like 45 minutes or. <laughs> no, no, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just like getting that. I, I don't know. It's, it, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, uh, like this happened this last couple of weeks, like where I've been in this lull. So I've just been which is beautiful about the ecstatic dance. Cause you're not trying to impress anybody. And you're just like half the time I'm closing my eyes or looking down because it's not about trying to connect with everybody either. It's just the energy and the space and being with yourself yeah. and being okay to do whatever moves I want to do, I <laughs> whatever that. I look like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Cause I'm not trying to be all sexy and like, Ooh, look at me on the dance floor. Look at these moves. Come and get it. You know? Um, well, there must be an interesting, um, I don't know, this just came up, but an interesting contrast given obviously the work that you're doing where, again, I, I'm not in this this field, but I'd imagine there's a lot of pressure to, you know, act in a certain way, right? Like based on the show or the or the commercial or the, the movie. And like, and in this case, it's like the polar opposite of just mm -hmm. letting go, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
that's what I've been working on is the um, the image and the ego. And I know because I'm an actress, there still is. And, and you never can really get rid of the ego, but it's about balancing it yeah. and also knowing that, yes, there, like, there's an image and I have to do my hair and put my makeup on and go to an audition and be a certain way for this commercial, whatever it mm-hmm. is, you know. But also just being in inside, knowing that I am grounded in myself and accepting because there also was sometimes a desperation when you used to go into the audition rooms, right? It's like, I need the job. I want the job. But it's like just knowing that I get to play for the day. I get to meet new people, mm-hmm. but being my authentic self, because the other thing is everybody's always trying to be something for somebody else, even in acting. And I've heard this from cast directors, directors, like they just want you to be you don't try to Cause then they know, like, if you're trying to be something else, it's not quite fitting. Sure. Sure. They just, they just want you and they can smell when you're like desperate or when you're trying to, you know, yeah, morph to what they want. And that's so applicable to, you know, any, really any situation, frankly, as I, as I'm thinking about it, right. Just, and this is what I love about all of this, all of these practices and all of this work is just getting closer and closer to just being you and being real and authentic and, and I guess being able to see, you know, like what that is, right? Because I, I feel like, you know, you started off the the, the conversation um, just describing kind of like your, your earlier life and being almost numbed out, right? Or we're all, essentially, we're all on autopilot in, in, in a sense, yeah. right? And it's, it's kind of like not our A fault. lot of people, a lot of people are. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And, but once you can break that, and it's not the easiest thing, obviously, then all of a sudden this whole other, this whole other world opens up, right? Which it sounds like you're, you're in that space and I'm entering that space as well. And it's, it, it's nice, right? Cause then you start seeing the things that are actually there. They've always been there, but that you don't have that giant fog in your mind. Um, I believe the universe is so powerful. It keeps trying yeah. to show you, but it's like, if we don't want to open our eyes and look, totally. We keep recycling the same patterns in this. I was, I was doing, I was recycling because the universe is like, when are you going to learn? When are you going to learn? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to keep giving you this lesson until you wake up and see it. Um, and then, and then I, now that I, I'm, I keep getting these lessons and when I call something in, I, I do believe it's powerful. Like when you're like, okay, I'm ready. What's next? You know, and it's like, okay, here you go. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. There's so much more work on this next part. Like, I just, but I believe the universe is, is always giving us signs. It's just, if we're open to receiving and and flowing to finding our natural path and what our purpose here and what's our soul's purpose and why, why are we here? You know, what are we here to do? What do you want to do? Big questions. We like huge questions over here. Obviously we have a ton of them in, in the app for, to help people journal. So thanks for for offering those up. I mean, what's, you know, as, as we sit here today and chat, what's, what's really lighting you up in your, in your life right now? <sighs> um, I guess what's lighting me up is getting to, uh, it's just still like, again, I, I, the work is never done. So yeah. it's just still going deeper and deeper within myself to find, I guess, I guess there's no, like, no, I guess I don't find it until like my last breath, like at all, (laughs) you know, but to to keep going because I'm reading books on relationships and what does Pilar really want in a relationship? What does a relationship mean to her? And not meaning that it needs to be compared to what my parents had or what my best friend has, but just 
um, authentically, what, what do I need in my life? You know? Yeah. So just uh, what I'm hearing out of there is just basically curiosity and just the, the opportunity to continue to learn. Yeah. And what I've been asking for in my relationships, whether they're friendships or if I'm dating someone, it's, I, I, these conversations you and I are having, even just Mark, like I, I, I can't have the surface talk anymore. Yeah. I want to go deeper with and get to know my fellow human beings here on this planet. What are we going through? What, what are we fear? What do we need support with? Like, let's all work together because everybody is going through something. There's like been bus signs and yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it's for, but it does say like everybody's going through something. Um, and how can we support each other? Because people don't talk. And we're starting to talk more. We're starting to communicate more. And that's why the short film that we're producing is about miscarriages because that's kind of a taboo topic. It's becoming a little bit more popular now, but mm -hmm. not popular, but um, it's becoming a little bit more, uh, people become more aware of the topic and, and, and then talking about it because some women don't have the support with miscarriages. Yeah. So I, I didn't know that that's, that was the topic of the, uh, of the short and it's, I mean, having gone through a one, um, well, not me personally, but my wife, yeah, we, we were, we were you, blown I mean, away. You guys both did. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, it was, we were blown away though, after having gone through that, then all of a sudden it seemed like over 50% of the people that we were speaking with were like, Oh yeah, me too. You know, we, 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 we've gone through that. And, you know, in our direct family as well. And it was like, well, why isn't anyone talking about this? Right. Mm -hmm. so. Or how, or even just like how common it is or talking to women and being like, and then not dismissing it either. Cause some people think it's like, oh, it's okay. It happens to everybody. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause some people it's, it's really important and it's still in there. And like I, I was doing some documentary research and, and things like that. And a woman can switch her like the psychology around it is as soon as she finds out she has a is pregnant like that's a real thing for her yeah. and then she loses the child which sometimes we're not even allowed to talk about it because you don't want to tell anybody because you might lose it and then then you can't tell anybody you can't talk to anybody about it so then you yeah, know totally. it's like so much psychological mental uh, you know things that we we just aren't really aren't prepared to, or we haven't been prepared to look at or talk about and support on that topic. Well, I'm really happy you're working on it. That's great news. What, um, Thank you. When, should, Thank you. when can we expect this to arrive in the universe? Well, I know for sure it will be out by next year. We're trying to see if we can get it finished, uh, by the end of the year to get it out to some festivals, okay. but you know, we, there's, there's things, there's all the things. <laughs> things. I love how you think that. <laughs> the things. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I mean, I'm learning it as I go too. I'm like, what, what do we need to add next? Okay. So, you know, the color, like editing's happening and composing and then the color and the sound and then the end card, you know, yeah, and, uh, there's just, so much. Yeah. Um, and then the promo stuff and then, yeah. And then we package it and then we start submitting it to festivals and then, yeah. So. What a process. It must be fascinating. Everything is a process. My, my, uh, Katina, my business partner, uh, we're creating a production company called Red and Black Productions, which kind of is an umbrella for all okay. of it. But we, we say we're going to make a book with us holding martinis, of course, uh, with a big old staircase. And it, it's uh, our book's going to be called There Are So Many yeah. Steps. Oh, it's <laughs> it's funny. We, we've been documenting even just the creation of of making an app because we are none of us are developers and just that whole process. And mm -hmm. Even how those podcasts came came to light. It's like there's just so many 
so many things, as you would say, um, that people just have no idea, like the behind the scenes no idea. Right, of all of it. It's uh, now we're looking into entertainment lawyers, which you never had to deal with before. So that's another step. And there's more steps as I become an act. Like I, I'm going to need entertainment lawyers sooner too with the food show and then with the acting and, you know, publicists. I finally just started having publicists in the past two years. Like there are just always sure. more to learn and do. And sometimes you're like, God, when does it stop? But then it's just, again, how you look, reframe it and look at it and like, not like, okay, when is it finally I'm done? It's like, well, no, we just get to continue to explore and learn this world and learn these jobs and see what else there is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It just keeps open, opening things up. It keeps opening things up. I know. Um, I definitely have to get, because I want to respect your time and I'll, I'll start wrapping up shortly, but I definitely want to get your three reflective questions. Um Oh, I thought we covered that and everything we talked well, about. <laughs> there's definitely questions there, but I mean, and, and feel free to repeat any of these, but if, if there are three that come to mind that either you find yourself asking on a frequent basis or during, you know, big life-changing events or big events in your life, just shoot them off and um, I'll make sure those are included in the podcast and in the app. Okay. Um, I, I don't know how to frame them exactly in questions, but something that I always, um, I've been checking in with myself recently okay. is about balance. And I don't know how to frame that in a question, but I always check in with myself. Like, am I gra not necessarily like grounded is one of the questions. Like, are you grounded? Are you connected with yourself? Yeah. I like that. Breathe in. And like, are you connected? Cause sometimes we get in our heads and we're not being present in the moment. Yeah. Well, this is a, this is a great question to pull, again, kind of pull you out of that autopilot, mm -hmm. right? And that's what I was saying. Like, no matter where you are, no matter if you how how you far along you are in learning about meditation or how your meditation process is, but just like my business partner, she knows me very well. Like, we we can start telling each other's energy. Like, when you you know work with somebody for so sure. long and are best friends with somebody, and she saw the other day, like she's like, "What happened? Your energy just shifted." And I did. All of a sudden, I was there was a fear and anxiousness coming in, and I I left my body and went into my head, and she noticed it. And then I was like, "Oh, okay." And I just took a few breaths to get back to where we were mm. and what we were about to tackle. The breath is so powerful. It's, it's, yes, it uh, I mean, it's something I've been, I've been doing um, some of the Wim Hof methods recently, just some of his breath work okay. and kind of going before bed and just, I don't know if you're familiar with his stuff, but it's basically um, kind of circular breathing and then breath holds essentially. Just to kind of, the I know about breath holds. I, I, yeah, that's yeah, a good Yeah, and it's I've just been blown away because you can instantly after three rounds of that. I mean, you you physically feel the effects of it, and your body's kind of pulsating or not or, or buzzing. Um, and then there's a. I mean, I'm learning more and more. There's a ton of actual health benefits from oxygenating your your whole body like that from an, like reduction in inf inflammation, which leads to you know colds and disease and all this stuff. Right. So it's, um, it's unbelievable though. I mean, considering, you know, if we're not breathing, we're not alive yet. Most of us have no consciousness around our breath. Right. Or appreciate, or, or, yeah, or like appreciate the yeah. breath. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. I know we take so much for granted yeah. period. Um, but breath, breath is important. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, all right. I have, am I grounded and connected with myself? 
Mm-hmm. And then another one um, with, that I've been practicing is am I in flow? Hmm. Like because in the past I have been a, a big controller and a perfectionist and um, holding on to something or forcing something. I mean, you, you can't, it's not, there's no flourishing. And again, there's no possibilities sure. to see sure. what the beauty, what beauty lies when you let release. So it has been about surrender and flow, not saying that I'm still not putting in the work. I'm still, I'm still action driven, yeah. but I am malleable to flow where I'm, I'm guided, where I believe the universe is guiding me to go. So I, I have my intention for my life and I have my intention for my career, but I, it doesn't need to be exactly what I thought sure. back years ago. My expectations, again, I've been getting rid of expectations hmm. rather than just um, acceptance. Oh, I like that. So, you your podcast title there. <laughs> Sure. Go for it. Whatever. It's all, it's so funny. I have a a, a friend who got upset because someone stole something like an idea or I don't even know how would even say like, or like something that she was posting, like people, you know, people now Instagram, it goes all over the place, but I think it's a beautiful thing. I think if, if you're a light worker, if you are about like the ripple effect and spreading love and spreading the positivity on this planet, I say, go for it, use it, whatever I think can change this world for the better. Let's just keep going. Let's spread it. Who needs, who needs credit? Sure. Well, just, but you will get credit in this case, because this would be the, this would be the episode <laughs> title linked to your name, but. Oh, okay. 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 You mean for this yeah. episode? I thought you meant you were going to credit. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. But I'm just saying, yeah, you, that, no, that's my, that's where I feel. That's why I'm like, I don't, it, it's like, even with my project, it's not about like, oh, who is the star and who created, it's like, it's a collaborative effort. We all get credit. Yeah. Well, and Everybody. it's, I mean, we, we built the whole app on that. Basically like every, every person that's in the app, I mean, we're not paying anyone to, to do this. Like we're all just trying to, um, spread the message essentially. And, and so, I mean, obviously we want to spread some of the, the work we're doing, but in, in return, we're doing the same thing for the other person on the other side that might be providing, whether this it's this podcast or it's some of our, our like reflective packs. I mean, the whole idea is, um, together we can then we can create some some pretty big change into your point create rip, yes. ripple effects right yes so i do believe like you said like we are all, all opening up more like again like if you said sound baths four years ago i wouldn't have known what a sound bath is but yeah. i do believe the co- collective consciousness is expanding across the globe yeah i love that so do you the have other one question, question which i don't know how yeah i don't know how to frame it as a i guess if i if i were to frame it as a question it would be, are you, what I discovered recently, I have like some tarot cards that I've been like playing with. And, uh, one of them I pulled was, it was called four bodies. So I guess the way I would frame this where I'm thinking right now is, are you taking care of all parts of your body, meaning mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual? Cause again, that's where I was heading with the balance. Like it is balance when you are all driven in your head and all like go, go, go business, like your body, you can shorten your life with the amount of stress that you take on. Right. So it's about, yes, you want to accomplish and and conquer the world. We all want to conquer the world. Right. But we can't give back and we can't give fully if we aren't fully filled up. So like 
again, what I've been doing the past three weeks is bubble baths, sound baths, ecstatic dance, my meditation. Like it's been just recharging. I I need, and that part of me was like, and sleeping 11 hour days too. Part of me was like, God, I feel like I'm like, should be doing something right now. But I'm like, no, you get to listen to your body because you haven't been recently. And this is what needed to happen. So powerful. And I'm, I'm so grateful you're sharing this because, you know, especially at first it, it, it doesn't feel natural, right? Cause I, I mean, we're surrounded by the opposite of all that, just ultra productivity and multitasking and all this craziness. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you start doing that, um, yeah, it feels like you said, it feels weird or it feels just like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not doing what I should be. But at the, at the end of the day, for me, it all, it always boils back to an airline example. It's like, you have to put your oxygen mask on first, right. Before helping others. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you see it all the time in, in this space too. I mean, as people hit this, this giant wall, then all of a sudden, then, then, then something shifts, right. Um, or someone gets really sick or whatever the case is. But I mean, we don't have to get to that wall if we, (laughs) if we can work on it. Right. Because I do believe like we can create sickness inside of ourselves by the way we take care of ourselves, whether it's food, health, mental, all of that stuff can. And I know that when I was with my ex-husband, my, I had this thing happening in my sciatica and my leg and my side And when I divorced him, it went away. (laughs) My body was holding and creating pain in my body to bring me aware to like something's happening, you know, something's not right in your life. Yeah. I mean, we only understand a fraction of what's happening. So I totally understand that. I know. It's so funny the people who think that they were so smart, you know, like, no, we know. And I'm like, do you know? Because I think the more beautiful part is not knowing like what we, knowing we don't know. (laughs) I love it. Well, I mean, I can't, I can't think of a better way to actually wrap that up and on on that line. (laughs) And, you know, on behalf of myself, obviously, I want to personally thank you for for taking the time to to speak with me, but also just... Thank you you for asking me to come on and thank you for giving me the space and the time to... Of course. Well, and the only other thing I wanted to say was just a big thanks on behalf of of everyone out there that's being, you know, impacted by um, your work and you know the energy you're putting out there in this world and all the work you're you're doing um, on yourself. I mean, it's it does have a ripple effect. So huge thanks for for everything you're putting out there, and I look forward to Thank following you. your your journey. Thank you. Last thing I'll say is I do think as we communicate, everybody, I, I learn from communicating, like it's, it's a mutual, it's a mutual thing. I love it. So having me explore this with you, is like already brought me more things. Well, I have a huge smile (laughs) on my face. Aw, me too. (laughs) 